Welcome to the Creation to Cashflow podcast number nine. On this podcast, we discuss strategies to maximize your creativity and achieve financial freedom. How's it going, Michelle? It's going great. I have a new microphone today. Well, I have a attachment for my microphone, so hopefully this sounds better than the previous eight recordings that we've done. <laughs> Today, we are going to discuss goals, goal setting, visions, vision boards, some things that we find to be extremely important because if you don't know what direction to be heading with whatever creative project you're starting or looking to grow, how are you going to know what to do? So first thing I want to ask Michelle is how you like to break down your goals. Do you have a method or anything, a method to the madness? I actually do. And I do this with all of my goals because goals can become very overwhelming very quickly when you realize that in your current state of reality, you aren't going to reach your goal, but there are things you need to do. So I love to break things down in the most simple way. Like, for example, when my goal was to purchase a Tesla, I knew I wanted to buy that. I knew I needed a lot more money than I had. And I was like, that is so not possible, but it is. So what I did was I was like, okay, what are different things I even need to purchase this car? Like, what are the things I need? Number one, like the first way I could get it is make money, <laughs> have the money, obviously. Number two, I could win one for free. Don't know how practical that is, but whatever. Number three, I can possibly be given one. Like I'm thinking through what are all the possible avenues? Obviously making money, having the money is the most realistic one, but don't discredit other opportunities. I, I had to tell myself that. So then I was like, okay, money, what are all the ways I can make money? And I literally had like a chart where it was like Tesla. And then I had those three little lines going below it. And then under the first line where it was the money, then I had three more lines. And I was like, okay, I need to make money. How can I make money? How can I make additional money than what I'm making? Okay, I'm going to do an online course. I'm going to have digital downloads and I'm going to uh, really just accept a lot of brand deals and start accumulating the money that I need. And so within that, then I broke that down even more. It's like this little tree, you know, like the DNA test, like the family tree. It just breaks yep. down more and more and more. And I do that with all of my goals, everything that I do in life. It's like, okay, what are the practical steps that I can actually take today and then I make those tiny little steps, like film a video every day. That, that, that was one of my steps. Filming a video every day, how is that going to accumulate to $80,000? Well, it does. But we have to think of it that way. So I do that with a lot of different things. But what about you? So before we get into me, that's so funny because as you started saying that, I was like, I should write this down because I know this is going to be good. And I literally wrote Tesla, underlined it, and I started like a family tree. I was like, save, win, gifted. So that's so funny because as you were mentioning it, I was like, it sounds like maybe I do something sort of similar. Uh, so what I like to do to break down my goals is I will write it at the top of a blank piece of paper, like... I guess the biggest and most important time I did this was I wanted to quit my job so badly. Like the goal wasn't like, I want to like, I want 
a house or like something like I was like, I just want to quit my job and be self-employed. So I just have a better quality of life. That was all I wanted. It was more out of like necessity than like something I want. So it was a really important goal. So I wrote goal, be self-employed slash quit my job. I forget exactly how I worded it. And then I just kind of did a brain dump of like 10 or 20 steps. How do I get there? What needs to happen? Well, I need to be making my paychecks and my civil engineering job used to be like a little over $2,000 every two weeks. So I was like, all right, so I need to be making like five or $6,000 a month. So there's some extra, there's room for like a slow month or whatever. So I was like, okay, I need to make $6,000 a month. And then I broke that goal down and I was like, cause at the time when I was writing that, I was like just starting my business. So I was like, okay, that feels like we're a long way off. So I was like, I guess really my goal is, is that. So I crumpled it up, started a fresh one. And I was like, okay, goal make $6,000 per month. And then I broke it down and I was like, how many clients do I need to do that? Well, if I sell something that's $750, if I could shoot for eight clients a month, that's what it takes. And I was like, okay, to have eight clients a month, how many calls do I need to have? And it's like, maybe I need 30 or 40 calls on the calendar. And then it's like, how do I get 30 or 40 calls on the calendar? And it's like, I probably need two to 500 leads. And suddenly I was like, I was breaking it down into these steps. And I was, I, I like to assign dates to these because to get 500 leads in my brand new business, I was new to social media. I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to get 25 leads right now. So how do I really get started with this? First thing is I need to find out where can I get my leads. And so I just did this brain dump of like all of the steps and then I put them in order, chronological. First thing I need to do is find a channel to get leads, which I decided would be TikTok. And then kind of like yours, post consistently on TikTok, provide value, occasional call to actions, digital products. And I, I created timelines for myself. And I was like, if I could do this one in a month, this one in two months, maybe throw in an extra month for chaos and unplanned things. I think that's important because you just... Things never just go according to plan. So if you don't plan for a little bit of chaos, I think we talked about that actually in like on one of our time management conversations. If you don't plan for a little bit of chaos, you're going to feel terrible when you get thrown off course. So essentially that's what I like to do is break my goal into 10 or 20 steps, chronologically organize them and assign dates. I think we should also mention having a goal is step one having a goal like and your goal could be something as simple as i want to fit into a size six again or something you know it doesn't even have to be related to entrepreneurship but when you set out one goal and you're disciplined enough to stick to it it's like that really floods into every area of your life and i think that having a goal it might seem scary to make a goal but like a goal is a step in the right direction. And then you'll start to see like, oh, well, if that was possible, then maybe this is possible. And then it just builds upon that. That's how all of my goals started. I wanted to get back into shape. That has nothing to do with content creation or what I currently do. But the discipline within that and being practical and actually sticking to it, that changed my whole, every part of my life. And 
everything trickled out from there. And so I think that having a goal, no matter what it is, if you struggle with thinking of a goal, just put a any goal, like <laughs> just make a goal and then go from there. It's important. And I think that practically, I love what you said about this is what you wanted and here here's what you did. Like everybody that's listening, go listen to what he said. Use that as inspiration because that's very practical and very realistic for you to do as well. And the first question I asked myself, I guess you're right. Maybe we should backtrack on like, how do you even pick your goal? I just asked myself, honestly, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, am I happy right now with the way my life looks? Am I happy with the car I drive and where I live and the friends I have and the work I do and how much money's in my bank account? And the answer was no to most of those, not all of them. And there's always like things that are good, but could be better. But overall, the question, am I happy? I was like, not really. I think there's a lot more to life than what I'm getting out of it right now. So then I started to break down what's missing from my life. And it wasn't that I needed to get a nice new red truck, even though that did end up happening on the way to my goals and I love my truck. What I really wanted was just freedom of time. And I made a TikTok about this yesterday and it just felt so natural. Like sometimes when you're talking to the camera, it just feels so natural because you're just in that really nice state of like, I'm living my dream right now. And I was just sitting in my backyard tanning with a, a nice wood cutting board full of meat and fruit and everything that just like made for a beautiful lunch. And I was like, wow, I'm living my dream right now. Like it's a Tuesday, it's 12 p.m. I'm not sitting there staring at a clock in a cubicle waiting for my day to end. I'm sitting here wishing this day would never end because I'm right where I wanted to be. And when I first set that goal of I need to make $6,000 a month so that I can like be able to live this life, it sounded impossible. And when I was listing out those steps, I was like, is this going to be possible this decade? And sure enough, if you just take, if you just take it in little chunks and just one goal at a time, even if it takes longer than you set out to, and you got to reorganize those dates, I just kept chipping away at things and getting a little bit better and a little bit closer. And then once you create some momentum and you're like, oh my God, I see this happening. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I have such amazing journal entries that I would write in my cubicle or I would sneak out in like the parking lot and just sit in the bed of my truck and just write. And I'm like, I think I titled one of them, I see the light. And I talked about how I see the light at the end of the tunnel and all of these goals and hard work is finally coming to fruition. And it was so exciting. I just got the chills just thinking about that moment. But it all started with a goal and asking myself if I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just to make this relevant for anybody listening, the smaller goals are honestly the answer. Those are the most important things. Like even if it's like I'm going to wake up earlier every morning, that is a goal that will affect how productive you are, how much time you have in the day, how motivated you are, how silent your brain gets because other people aren't awake yet. Like that is a small goal that will help lead to a lot of the other goals people have. And so Starting small is essential, but also breaking things into small goals is essential, like daily 
goals. I have a daily goal every day and it's part of my large goal, but I don't focus on the large goal. And we've had this conversation in an old podcast, one of our previous ones, but it's like, I don't focus on that because I need to focus on what I can do right now with what I have in the season of life I'm in. You're going to get the results if you put in the work. Like it just, that's science. I feel like it's like gravity, you know, like it just, you can't not have results. So keep going. It's true. Yeah. And I really like the, I really like the idea of those tiny goals because to be honest, it was a little overwhelming when I wrote at the top of a page, I need to make $6,000 per month. I was like, I don't know if I could do that right now with my engineering salary. Like, where is this going to happen? So breaking those goals down into smaller goals, like maybe your goal is to lose 30 pounds over the next two years. But if you break that down into smaller steps of, okay, what did I say? 30 pounds over two years. I set myself up for a rough math math problem there, but I think that's seven and a half pounds every six months. And then breaking that down even smaller, if you're still overwhelmed, that's essentially just a little under two pounds a month. And now that's so digestible. Our brain can comprehend that and say, all right, come on, I could lose two pounds this month. But if you're looking at a goal of like, I got to lose 30 pounds it's very, very tough sometimes. So if you're the type of person that gets overwhelmed easily, the smaller and more digestible you can break your goals down into, like these little bite-sized goals, over time you will still get the progress that you were looking for as long as you keep them, if, if you create them with that longer time horizon in mind, right? I came up with that a little under two pounds a month by thinking, where do I want to be two years from now? You have to start with the ending in mind, always. Begin with the end in mind. And that's with everything that we do. Oh, that's so good. Begin yeah. with, start with the end in mind. Wow. Start with the end in mind. And also another thing I tell myself too is like, if I know I should be doing something, what are the repercussions in five years if I don't do it? Like what's going to happen if I don't do it? In five years, what will my life look like if I don't go to the gym consistently right now? And I have to think about that. And then it kind of brings me back to my why and reminds me like, okay, I'm doing this for more than just like wanting to feel and look good. Like it's, there's a deeper meaning behind it and all of that. So I think it's also important to ask yourself what you really want. I used to not even know what I wanted, Nick. Like I had no idea what I wanted. I didn't know what I really wanted to do. I didn't know what really made me happy because I'm a pretty optimistic person and I'm always joyful. Like even in turmoil, I'm a joyful person, but I'm like, but what do I really want my life to look like? Like, who am I? And then all of the endings that I want to accomplish started to be shown like one little step at a time. And I'm still learning. Like I have an online course for UGC, but like, I'm a videographer. I love videos. I love making videos. And I've been working on my video course and I kind of wish I would have started there because that really aligns with my personal brand and like what I'm passionate about, but I didn't start there and that's okay. I had to learn and now I'm finally going to have this other course out. And so it's just like doing something is better than doing nothing all day, every day. Like that will always be a fact. Moving is better than being still. That was so much good stuff there. And it was cool to see you have that realization almost. I don't know if that's the first time you had it or if you've kind of been thinking about this, but 
it does boil down to remembering your why, especially in those really hard months. Like back to that example, maybe the first month of your journey, you do lose those two pounds because that's not that hard in the grand scheme of things to lose those two pounds. But maybe the second month, you put a pound back on in the first week or two. And now you feel like everything is unraveling and it's easy. It's very easy to quit in those hard moments. So you really have to remember your why and like, why is it important to me to lose 30 pounds over the next two years? Is it because my doctor said, if I don't, then I'm probably going to die much younger than I want to? Or maybe it's something that's a little less morbid, but it's just going to contribute to the overall fulfillment and happiness you want out of your life. So it's really important to be in touch with that why, which I think is a perfect segue into how we like to stay in touch with that. And for me and you, it's a vision board. Yeah. And you're right. It's a vision board and seeing it. I think that I'm such a visual person. I have to see in front of me what I'm working towards and like consistently look at it as well. It's just important. Yeah, it's true. I feel like more than 90% of the people I've ever met in life, like remember in school when your teachers asked like, okay, like is everyone like a visual learner or like something else? Everyone learns better when they can look at something. So that's why I think having a vision board was so crucial in my journey to quitting that job, especially because it keeps everything top of mind. It doesn't allow me, like I had this hanging in my cubicle and in my civil engineering job and my cubicle was in the highest trafficked spot in the office. So at first I was essentially like, like the office crazy person in a way, like everyone knows I'm like, I'm extremely positive and driven and I do all these things. So at first people were like, a little weirded out almost by like seeing my vision board. But by the time I was like wrapping up, like working there, everyone started suddenly asking me like how to make one themselves and like, what am I going to do with all my free time? And like all of these amazing things started to happen. But every single morning when I walked in and sat in my cubicle and I was like, Oh, another day of doing something I hate, I would see that vision board and be like, you know what? I remember my why. I remember why this is important to me, why I have to go home after a 10-hour day and go work some more so I can get out of this situation. So vision board really helps keep that top of mind. Yeah. Um, I've never talked about this before, but when I – so we moved to Los Angeles and I made a new vision board and I had an apartment with the city view and mountains and like I had like all these visuals of what I really wanted and we found the exact thing I've been wanting but it was a little out of our budget and I have videos like with timestamps on my phone where I didn't follow through with what I wanted to do and I have a, a video where I'm like – this did not come true. It's already too late. I signed a lease somewhere else, but I am fully believing that this is going to happen. I just still believe that this is a possibility. And the next day, somehow, long story short, even though we just signed a year lease somewhere, we got out of the lease, we got to move to the dream place. And as soon as we moved in, I got $2,000 more per month from a new client. And so it was just like, I I kept reminding myself, like, even though it seems like it's impossible, this is possible. I don't know when it's going to happen. But, like, I just kept 
I kept making sure that I was looking at it and knowing the timeline isn't important. Knowing that it's possible is important. And then now I'm here and I'm so grateful that I had a vision board because I think that if I wasn't looking at it, I wouldn't have even thought outside the box of how I could make it happen. That was, that was, that was chilling. That's so powerful. So I'm curious, just quick question about your specific vision board situation. How do you like to make yours? Cause I always did it on Canva just cause it was really easy to just pop pictures in there. Is that how you do it too? Yep. It's on Canva. Okay, cool. I find that to be the easiest way. Cause I'm sure people are going to be thinking like, how do I make one? And I just pick a grid on Canva. You could search up grids and just literally drag and drop pictures in there. And then I printed it. The purpose of it was just so that I don't forget why after a 10 hour day, I have to go home and work another four hours when I don't feel like it. And I just want to go to bed and do nothing and forget about the terrible day I had. So yeah. I want to mention something about vision boards. I don't, I don't, I didn't invent this, but it definitely changed my life. It could be from Sarah Centrella's book, Hustle, Believe, Receive. Maybe Ed Milet said it. I don't know who it was, but it's about the actual purpose of vision boards and what they really do for your brain. So you've probably, you probably haven't heard this, Michelle. So I'll, I'll, you'll be my example for this. So picture your life is like a 30,000 piece puzzle, a very big puzzle. And every day is a puzzle piece. 30,000 days is like an 82 or 83 year life. So probably what we're all shooting for, honestly. And every day is a puzzle piece. So now imagine if I said, hey, Michelle, here's your puzzle. 30,000 pieces, get to work. Make something amazing happen. You are going to be very overwhelmed and probably not able to complete this or it's going to take you forever. Especially if you don't know what it's supposed to look like. If you don't have the cover to this puzzle, like that's you know usually in the box. If anyone, hopefully people still have done puzzles I know like it's becoming less of a thing, but like if you don't have the cover of what your puzzle is supposed to look like, it's going to be very challenging. So now let's say you were working on this 30,000 piece puzzle. Maybe you're 10,000 pieces into it, right? And that's literally your life. You've been working for 30 years or something on your puzzle and it's shaping up and you don't know if it's looking the right way. And suddenly I was like, oh my God, Michelle, look. I found the cover to your puzzle. Here's what your life is supposed to look like. Suddenly, you're going to be able to rearrange some of those old pieces and start putting down new ones correctly the first time and building this amazing life based on how it's supposed to look. Your vision board is just the cover to your life. So instead of wasting time and putting pieces, forcing them into spots they don't fit, you can reorganize them and go back and look at your past traumas and things that really sucked about your life and put them in a place where they fit and say, you know what? That wasn't the best part of my life, but it was important in me getting to here. Holy crap. I literally have chills. Like I do too. I just got, I got chills like six times saying that. That is beautiful. I've heard the whole like puzzle piece thing, but just breaking it down into that and even the trauma thing, like Everything I've been through, I love that I'm able to incorporate that into who I am today and to what I can bring to the table. And so that was beautifully said. I think we should definitely credit somebody if they 
came up with that because that yeah. is just like in that's just powerful and it's very true and it also makes me think about how exciting life is like it's so exciting and like trying to find the outside border of the puzzle those are like our pillars of our life and who we are you know where we came from how we were raised whatever that's great you're not really going to change that that's our foundation but it it's going to take a while to really figure out like what do we truly want we we have to be adults by the time we even figure that out you know exactly yeah those things are like the corner to your puzzle like you could find the four corner pieces and be like all right so i've got a little bit to go off of but making it into a cohesive thing that at the end of the of your life that you can be proud of that's the challenge and if you don't have a vision board of what do i want my life to look like what do i want to accomplish where do i want to live kind of car and a house and family do I want to have and all of these amazing things if you don't know you're just going to be trapped when I took my vision board down on the day I was cleaning out my cubicle I found a sticky note I left behind it I literally I didn't cry when I saw this but I wanted to so bad I just wasn't really I wasn't in the mood to cry I guess but I found a sticky note behind it that said if you don't know what you want out of your life you'll never know when you've got it and I found that when I was taking my vision board down, cleaning out my desk in like my last week or two. And I was like, I am so happy that I leave myself little things like this all the time. I don't know what it is about me. I used to do it when I was little too. I used to hide money from myself and then find it years later. Oh, I do that like, still. I do that right now. Nick, I literally, you'll find so much money in random places around my apartment. I purposefully do that and also it reminds me to have an abundant mindset like even in my little five minute journal I have dollar bills in each like in some of the pages and like some mornings I open up to the new page and it's like a hundred dollar bill and I'm like I'm so grateful and I start my day with that like money comes my way like I'm genuinely starting my day with gratitude and it's so it's a visual it's a visual thing it's visually showing me how possible things are and how stable I am financially now. That's a really beautiful way to put it. I, I don't know what it is. I'd been doing this since I was little. Like at one point I moved out of my um out of my bedroom and into my older brother's after he moved out and I was cleaning out my closet and I found like five hundred dollars taped to the inside, like at the top of my closet. And I was like, I don't know why I did this, but I am so grateful. And I think that was like just a small part of me realizing that like leaving these little gold nuggets for myself and preparing for the future is going to have big payoffs one day. And once I, once I learned about vision boards and how useful they can be, it was extremely easy to get behind the idea of, wow, if I'm looking at exactly what I want my life to look like every single day, it's inevitable that I'm going to be more likely to make it happen compared to anyone who doesn't every single day take the time to think about what they want their life to look like. It's just like you said, it's like gravity. Like that's just science. If I'm thinking about how great I want my life to be and how I can make it happen, it's going to be better than someone else's who just goes through the motions every day. Yeah. And you know, there are people who are genuinely happy with going through the motions and I love that for them. And I just knew that that isn't me. And I tried, I tried to be that way and I just couldn't. And so it's like, I've always had goals. I've always had at least desires, maybe not the goal because the goal is great, but it's like, 
it starts with a desire and then it starts with, okay, what is a goal? And then it starts and then it trickles down to action steps from there. And so if you have everything you desire, that's more power to you. But if you desire something like there are ways to practically break that down to actually get it. Like I am living proof that that's possible from who I was back in Louisiana, like having the house and the dog and everybody's like, when are you having kids? And we just decided to get rid of everything and move to Los Angeles. Like, because that was something I desired. But if I would have just stayed comfortable and didn't have a desire, I probably would stay unhappy. I I was pretty unhappy at the time. So it's just really nice to look back even at your old vision boards too. Oh, it's so great. It makes me so happy because I have new ones now. Like every every like year-ish, I like to make a new one. I don't like to do it all the time because I like to look at the big goals. Certain people though, make one every month if that's going to help you have a really good month and keep your success on the forefront. But you said something important before and it was like, if you're happy with where you're at, stay where you're at. And that's a wonderful thing. But I just remember every day looking at myself in the mirror and being like, I am not happy to go to work right now at 7 a.m. and get home at 5.30 and just the day is wasted. Like, am I going to do this until I'm 59 and a half? Like, I sure hope not. So I knew something had to change. And that was how I really, like I was always involved in self-development, but that was how I really got involved in the self-development space. And like reading books like Hustle, Believe, Receive by Sarah Centrell. And I'm like, how do I manifest a better life? Or is there a science to it and looking for hacks? But there is no hack. It's just working every day towards your goals and finding a way to keep your goals top of mind. And a vision board rocks for that. It makes me so happy. Yeah, I agree. And also the balance between remaining grateful and appreciative with where you currently are too. Cause we don't ever want to not enjoy the moment. You know, I was still, I was still enjoying when I had a full-time job, I was still like grateful that I was alive, grateful. I had the position that I had and everything, but I knew there was like something else I desired. And so it's, it's important to not always strive for the goal. Cause honestly, the journey is the most enjoyable part of all of it. And that's, crucial because a lot of times you get the goal like I got the Tesla cool and then I had this high where I was like oh my gosh I reached the goal this is crazy I've been wanting this since 2017 but if that would have if I would have waited to be happy until I picked up that Tesla that happy high does go away and it just becomes your reality like I would be unhappy again but I'm not and I think that's so important too it's just having the goals, having the desires, writing down the actions, but also staying grateful with where you are, but not complacent. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. You do have to find a balance of those things. If you're constantly raising the bar, you're not going to be able to enjoy where you're at. And yesterday was literally one of those moments for me where I was like, I am so happy with where I'm at. Like, sure, there's more I want. I want to I want to own a property in Puerto Rico and I want all these amazing things for myself, but like where I'm at right now is just so good and the hard work has paid off and will continue to pay off. But at the same time, I'm also still working towards new goals. I'm just taking the time to stop and smell the roses because I wouldn't want to get where I'm at. Like the goal used to just be self-employment, have the freedom to sit in the sun at 12 p.m. on a Tuesday for a few moments and just eat my lunch. 
That was all I wanted was just to eat my lunch in the sun and then sunbathe for a few minutes. And it was so amazing yesterday. It's like these little things, these little moments back to that goal again of like, if your goal is to lose 30 pounds in two years, like once you get to that goal weight, you can't just set a new goal. You got to, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and really take the time to appreciate how far you've come and how beautiful the journey was. You're right. The journey is the destination. Like sometimes I almost miss literally only September of last year when I was balancing full-time civil engineering, working part-time at Brands Meet Creators. I was in the middle of a 200-hour yoga teacher training program. I had my own podcast. I had my own brand deals. I had to make content every day. I had a business coach who was like giving me homework assignments all the time. I had friends, family, a girlfriend. Like I had so much on my plate and every day was so chaotic and stressful. But the tiniest part of me misses that journey because I've gotten the payoff. Yeah, I kind of, I think we've talked about this, but I thrive whenever I have a lot on my plate and not in an unhealthy way. I used to be unhealthy with it and be a workaholic, but it's almost like being uncomfortable is so fulfilling in a way. Like it's just fulfilling and it's, it's great to enjoy that. Like I said, I'm going to go work by the pool today because I have a laptop and I have a pool. And so it's like, I'm going to go do that, but I'm not just like soaking in and not going any further because I don't want to reach a point and then not go any further in life. And so it's just important to enjoy things, but like also always be working towards something because if you're not growing, you're decaying. I think it's important. And also, I just want you to know, you posted a story on your Instagram of hamburgers or something yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. That was me living my best life. That photo, every time you bring up this scenario of from yesterday, I literally see the photo with my, like, I can see it clearly. I see all the colors. I see the contrast. I see the burgers, the meat. And I'm like, Nick took a photo of that and I'm, I'm like seeing that and I'm desiring that. And so I think it's so important too, to just capture things. Like if you're on a family vacation in Florida and you're having fun, capture it and then let that be part of your vision board for the future that you want more of that, or that's something you truly desire. Like if you've had it once, you can have it more times. And so I think that it's just so important to visually, even when you're experiencing it, capture it. Like when when you want something, say that you do want to have a Lamborghini or something someday, whatever, that's so random, but go rent one, go put yourself in the Lamborghini, take a photo, put yourself in that reality for a moment, and then put it on your vision board and work towards it. These conversations with you just, we just uncover so much gold. Yeah, You are so right about capturing the moment. I mean, I mentioned it before that I would sneak out to my truck and sit in my truck bed and write those journal entries that are like, I'm almost there. I'm almost ready to quit this job. Like I had a conversation with my boss today to let him know, like, this isn't going to last too much longer, buddy. Just so you know, like I'm getting ready to spread my wings and do something else and capturing those moments and being able to go back and reread how I felt in that moment will forever change my life. And I cannot highly recommend enough capturing the moment. I love writing it down. Take a video. I like I took a video the day I left that job permanently, just in my car, just smiling, just like super happy, just like I'm doing my commute home for the last time. Oh my and gosh, I have a video like moment. that too. Yeah, I know. It's it's so 
so amazing to capture those moments. And I also want to want to jump back to how you were mentioning like almost like climbing the mountain and like you don't want to just get stuck at the top. I feel like the best part of those journeys is like when you're almost at the top, like you can see it there, but you're not there yet. Because once you get there, sometimes we expect this amazing feeling and sometimes it's there, but other times you actually feel this like funny emptiness when you achieve a major goal and you're like, now what? Yeah. So it's so important to capture those moments leading up to it because like, that's the best moment. Like when you're on a run, let's say you run a marathon or something like crossing the finish line is a great moment, but that last mile and what you're going through then is probably going to change your life a lot more than that moment when you cross the finish line. Wow. I got chills again because honestly, I'm thinking about it too. There are so many times whenever we get the thing that we've been wanting and we're like, we thought it would feel a little different. But almost looking back at what it took to get there is what actually you appreciate. Like if I would have been given the Tesla, you know, the three things that I had on my thing, if I would have won one or been given one, I probably would not appreciate this as much because I didn't put in the work to get it. And I'm almost more grateful every time I look back at the the videos where I used to post, like I have this goal and I don't know if it's going to come true, but I'm working for it. And I'm like, wow, I I think that was the most fulfilling thing. And I can feel the feelings like all over again of what it was like before I had it and like wanted it. So I think that's important to also go back to what you've captured. I've gotten chills so many times during this podcast, not <laughs> just this episode, <laughs> not even this, just this episode, like just when we have these conversations. So like, I don't want anyone to ever think that like, if I'm saying that, like, I'm just saying it to say it, like I'm literally sitting here and I'm like, so inspired and motivated, but you got to remember your why on your journey, you are going to have so many moments where it is so easy to quit. And you're just like, I could give up right now. And it'll be the biggest mistake you ever make. Vision board will hold you accountable. Telling a friend will hold you accountable. Telling a friend like, Hey, this is the goal I set out to do. Not telling everyone because then you get the false satisfaction of everyone being like, yeah, you got this. And you're like, you're feeling good. Like you did it. I like to just tell one person and then just have my vision board head down and focus. I like to tell social media because that really holds me accountable. I do. I mean, there are things that I haven't posted, but like the Tesla thing, I definitely was telling people because I also know it inspires people to see where I was and then where I am now and just having those receipts as people like to call it because a lot of people see where I am now and think that I have good luck or that it was handed to me, but I have literal proof that I was not always here. And I think that's so inspiring. And to me, that's part of like what I feel like I'm supposed to do in this earth on this earth is like inspire people. And so I kind of like sharing it with people because it's like not only holding me accountable, but I'm like, watch, watch what happens. You can do this too. It's possible. Yeah. I like that a lot. The other thing I wrote down that I wanted to talk about, you made such a good point about like, if your random goal is to drive, you know, a Lamborghini Huracan, you got to put yourself in one for a day. And I heard Steve Harvey once talk about something similar. So I tried it in my own life and I'll tell you what happened. So Steve Harvey says, 
fly first class. Like go out of your way, pay a ton of money, fly first class, and put your feet up and enjoy that warm towel and the meal and the free drink and everything that comes with it. So that next time you got to fly coach, you it's just going to change something in your brain. You're going to be so inspired to work hard and get back to that. I did this in like a really expensive case scenario. I joined, I think it was in 2020 or 2021. I joined like a really expensive country club that was totally out of my budget. I paid like, like $8,000 to be able to play golf at this place twice per month. And I had to spend a certain amount on food every month as well on food and drinks. And I was like, I did it. I just did it. I always wanted, to, I mean, I was only like 21 at the time, but like, I just really wanted to do it and I could only afford it for the year. So after that, I had to say goodbye to all the nice things. And then the following two years, I was not able to live that country club life. I was not able to play golf at those nice places. I was playing at like local township courses again. And, you know, you don't get the nice restaurant after and the service and you walk up, they take your car and they're like, hey, Mr. Vitello, like I was spoiled. And it made me work so hard to get back to it. And this year I joined a really nice one again because I worked so hard and I had the vision and I was like, I got to get back to that. I got to work harder. I need to be making this much per month so I can quit the job and be a member at a place where I can, I, I'm, I love golf. I'm obsessed. It's the most amazing thing because you just unplug for four or five hours and you're in nature and it's athletic. I'm obsessed with it. And it worked. It worked incredibly well. Like I, even still, I want to get back to that really, really nice place, you know? So these things work, put yourself in that place, capture that moment figure out what it feels like, and then figure out how to get back to it. Yeah, I love that. And I didn't know the thing about first class, but I did that. And now I will not fly anything else. I don't fly often, so it's okay. But it's just like, for one, I get super motion sick, but it's those feelings where I'm like, it was possible once. Like, what can I do now to make that a possibility again? And it seems so silly, but it's something I desire. And why can't I have anything I desire? I feel like I can. I just have to work for it. I'm not going to be handed it, you know, I'm not going to be given it if I am great. But like, if I'm not, doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It's now up to me. We're in control of our lives. And that's important. It's true. It's true. If you chop your own wood, it'll warm you twice. One other thing I, I, I want to mention is that my first ever, ever like viral TikTok was about my vision board. It was me. I was like, steal this nighttime routine. I, I'll make a note since we're putting some extra things in here. We'll put in that TikTok as well. It's really good. It's only a couple seconds. It was me like walking up to the mirror. I did a cool transition. And I was like, you have to steal this nighttime routine. And I would read 20 things I'm grateful for, 20 I am statements. And then just like went up to my vision board that was above my mirror. And I'm like, and then I just meditate on my vision board. And then I had a call to action. I was like, help me get 2,000 YouTube subscribers. Even though I had no YouTube videos, like 200 people subscribed to my YouTube and were just like, I'm just following you for this journey. Like that TikTok really inspired me. And I was like, that was one of the moments I had where I was like, I didn't know vision boards were so powerful. I had no clue. Anything else to add? I feel like we covered so much good stuff. It's important just to go back to the microphone thing that 
even if it's sloppy and messy during the first time you're doing something, that's okay. Like we are not new. We're, we are newbies to podcasting and to audio. Like this is not our specialty. We don't have somebody mentoring us in this. And so I think that it's important to just show like we're literally having new goals and our goal is to make a podcast and we're not perfect. We're not doing it perfect. It's a little all over the place at first, but that's okay because you have to get all over the place before you can get to the place. I think that's a perfect place to end. So if you're looking for more ways to monetize your creative passions and find more freedom in your life, subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Get Ahead with Nick. All of my socials are below in the episode description. You can also find Michelle on Instagram and TikTok at Michelle JH. Michelle has two L's, four E's, JH. All of her TikTok, Instagram, socials, free resources. We got everything in the episode description. So Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. And Michelle, I will see you next week.